Hello, and welcome to the Connect You podcast, where we talk about health, life, and feelings. In this episode, we're going to talk about procrastination. So, we are on episode 5 right now, Ty. Yeah, we were going to put it off a little longer, but we thought that was just too ironic. So, the definition of procrastination is the action of delaying or postponing something. So, procrastination is a big thing. Everyone does it. We all make up our excuses and put things off. But we wanted to dive in a little bit to why do we procrastinate? What can be learned from your procrastination habits? Is it always a bad thing? Why does it have such a negative connotation? Let's start first with why do you procrastinate, Mark? I think I procrastinate more because I overthink something. I'll speak about it in regards to the business and my day-to-day activities. So if I'm procrastinating, it's usually something where I don't know all of the components. So first I procrastinate trying to figure out exactly what that is. And because the list is so big, I usually put it off, which you would think that if the list is big, you would just hammer through that list of items. But because I don't even know where to start, I procrastinate on figuring out what point I should start at. And then when I have my list of 25 items, let's say posting an ad. So there's a lot of stuff that goes into an ad and trying to figure out exactly what you think will work and what'll target the best amount of customers, et cetera, et cetera. There's a bunch of items that go into there, a lot of which I'm still learning about right now. So I actually put that off because it's going to take so much time for me to actually do that list and figure out what that list is first and then hammer away at items. And I think because of the stress or the anxiety that comes from trying to figure all of that stuff out, that's why I procrastinate. So when you don't know how to do something or you have an item on that list that you're not 100% sure how you're going to tackle or if you're going to be doing it right, that gives you a bit of anxiety and you feel like it's easier just to put it off. Yeah, and it would be better if I put it off but then did something else. But a lot of times I don't even do that when I'm procrastinating, which is weird because there's other things that I can be doing other than that specific task. And even if there is a list of 10 things, which can be a lot of items to try and get done for an ad or for a program or whatever the case is, but there's other things that I could be working on, but for some reason I'm still not doing that stuff. And I don't know if it's just because I almost let myself down because I couldn't do that one thing that, oh, I might as well just hold off on everything else right now and read some health related article although I could be writing my own article. Yeah, you just kind of sit there and spin your wheels. That's the thing with lists, is sometimes they're a really useful tool, and sometimes they're a great procrastination excuse. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Is that a reason why you procrastinate, or is there a different reason for you? Well, that's a good point you made. I hadn't thought about that, but I definitely procrastinate when I have a list of tasks, and there's something on there that I'm not 100% sure how to do, or I maybe always feel like I'm not doing it quite right, or I'm getting something wrong with it. Very easy to put off those type of items. But you're right too, it's definitely avoiding stress, avoiding anxiety, avoiding pain. It's tax season, I have not filed my taxes, they are due tomorrow, I know I owe money. So I've been putting it off because I just don't wanna pay that money. It's pain avoidance. And I've done that with a, a thousand things, right? doing your evening run or workout, 
or going to just do something that whether it hurts physically or it, it has financial pain or emotional pain. I mean, I'm sure we've all been in a relationship where we've put off that breakup because it's like, ah, oh, this is going to be messy. And even though this relationship is terrible, I'll just drag it on, you know, another month or something because ah, it might just hurt a little bit. So I've definitely procrastinated to avoid pain a lot of the time. Like you said, that not knowing how to do something is, is a real big one as well. So you mentioned procrastinating in relationships. Yeah. And I feel that's something that we've all done or something that we do right now, whether that's with somebody we've been in a relationship with for a while. In a relationship, it's not just somebody who you are romantically in a relationship with. It could be a friend, it could be family, it could be whoever, and you procrastinate in regards to having a conversation with them. And sometimes I wonder the exact reasons behind that, because I talked about a previous story of mine where I procrastinated on having a conversation, and then I talked about how that conversation was courageous when I did have it, but leading up to it was very painful, and it wasn't as bad once I had that conversation as what I thought it would be. Right. So why does it always happen that we procrastinate on those conversations, even though we almost should know by now, after procrastinating so many times with them, that we're going to feel better? Yeah, that's a good point. I think a lot of that is feeling vulnerable, which goes hand in hand with pain and anxiety a lot of the time. Just that feeling of vulnerability where you don't want to put yourself out there, have your feelings at the mercy of another person. I've definitely had some conversations that I've put off not ending a relationship or anything like that, and ones that didn't even end up painful, but I did put them off because it was putting myself in a really vulnerable position that I didn't want to be in or thought I didn't want to be in. When I think for the most part, we don't want to hurt that other person either. I know every conversation that I procrastinate in, I'm also thinking of how the other person might react. Right. And it always comes up that I don't want to hurt their feelings. So as much as I'm going to be vulnerable, and that's scary, and that's scary for everybody, I feel like we also think about what that other person might feel in that situation. And we can't guarantee that our thoughts of that other person or how they're going to feel is exactly how that's going to go. But I know we just don't want to hurt them either. So we procrastinate having that conversation to hold off on hurting their feelings. Although having that conversation as soon as you feel you should have it, which is usually a month or a few days or whatever the case is, if we just rip that band-aid off and have that conversation, they might not be as hurt as what we think they will be. Absolutely. And I think sometimes that procrastination gets a little bit of a, it has some negative connotations with it and it gets a bit of a bad rap because there are times too when I know I've put off having a conversation, but it turns out I needed to get my thoughts in order and maybe have a little bit better of an understanding where I was at. Not so much where my partner's at, but where my thoughts are at and what my feelings, where they're going and what point they are. So instead of rushing into that conversation, yeah, yeah. And if you don't have your feelings or your thoughts together, you might run the risk of not coming across the way that you actually want to come across. And maybe a little harsher sometimes, 
maybe not thinking from both perspectives. Yeah. So if you had time to think about it and actually gather your thoughts, your feelings, you might have that conversation better with that person. You don't really want to be in a situation where you're coming across all emotion and no thought. Or all thought and no emotion. Yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of the downside on putting something off too long is you think about it and think about it and analyze it and analyze it. And by the time you finally present it, you're just like a robot. So do you think that sometimes you might build up a habit to procrastinate on certain items? Oh, yeah. So let's say, let's go to your taxes. Yeah. Last year, did you procrastinate with your taxes? No, I was getting money back. So I was on that real quick. <laughs> yeah. So would you say a lot of times, if you know that you're about to owe money, that you hold off on that? Yeah, I'm like that with a lot of money stuff. Even if it's payday right away. And I'm like, okay, time to pay my bills for the month or whatever. It's like, well, when are they due? I'll maybe just wait until the day they're due. It doesn't hurt any less. It's really dumb, but it's just a, a habit I found myself getting into where I just delay that pain. I, I've also found that too with things I don't know how to do. I have some monthly paperwork I need to do with work. And I tend to put it off as long as I can until my bookkeeper gets after me. But there's items on that list that before I didn't really know how to do them and I wasn't sure if I was doing them right. And now I definitely know how to do them. But somewhere in my brain, I still leave that thing till the very last because, oh, you know, do you actually know how to do it? Do you really, are you doing it right? And I think it's that sort of little mental hang up where I have the anxiety about that, that I'm not certain if I'm doing it correctly. And so I just tend to put it off, whether it's putting, doing the whole bit of paperwork off or on the day I'm doing that paperwork, putting that item until the, the last on the list. So it seems like you're almost being a perfectionist, which is leading into the procrastination. It's like we talked about in our motivation episode where perfect being the enemy of good and kind of being that stalling point to even get you started. So let's go into, is procrastination always a bad thing? That's a good question. I've definitely had some points in my life where I've kind of lucked out because of procrastination. You take a little while to do something, whether it's make a purchase or fill out some paperwork or submit something. And it turns out you get a better deal later or it worked out more favorably to have put that off. But I don't know that that's something you can count on. That's kind of just luck. How about you? Do you have any benefits to procrastinating? Sometimes I feel that you can learn some new habits or learn what your triggers are for why you procrastinate. For me, something that I learned about my procrastination is having so much on the go. So if I'm doing an ad, what I need to do is write a list from that list, break it up even smaller into actionable things that I can do myself because I know how, or I can easily search on Google or YouTube or whatever I need to, to figure out how to do those items. Sometimes my list is a little too broad and what I found is that I can break that list up into smaller bite-sized points, it taking me a week to understand and actually get through it. It might take me half that time because I broke everything up very specific into actionable items that I either can do right now or I can easily look at a five-minute YouTube video or search on Google or Facebook or whatever I need to to get that help. Now, do you ever find too that a lot of research goes into your articles? And have you ever had a moment where you procrastinate writing an article because you don't feel like you know enough? 
So you, in procrastinating, you go and do some research and then you're able to come back and write that article with a little bit more authority on that topic. Has, has that ever happened? Lots. Pretty much every time that I'm writing an article, and I spoke about this previously in a different episode where I talked about how I usually wait until Saturday or Sunday to hammer out an article. Because of that stress factor, anxiety's a bit up, but for some reason that helps me get through it and just research the article and know exactly what I'm going to say because I don't have the time to mess around at that point. And sometimes it's better to put off writing when you're just going to write yourself in circles and come back armed with all the knowledge you need and the expertise you need. So I guess that is one way that you can have a pretty good benefit from procrastinating. Another thing I thought about too is when you put off making a decision because it's giving you anxiety and on one hand you're procrastinating but really what you're doing is making a more cautious decision and maybe making a more informed decision. So that's one way that it can look like procrastination, but really it's just gathering more information and becoming more informed. Yeah, and I think setting your mindset and your thought process on what you just said could be what helps you understand that this isn't procrastination. This is, I need to be better informed to do whatever I'm about to do. Absolutely. A few reasons why we procrastinate, and that's avoiding stress, avoiding anxiety, avoiding pain, but also so we can come back armed with more knowledge than we had previously. What procrastination triggers and habits and patterns do you have? Have you noticed throughout the course of doing your articles any patterns that have emerged in ways that you procrastinate? Other than waiting until last minute to actually do my articles. I mean, that's that's a good one, yeah. <laughs> How about triggers that you have? Something that comes up that without fail makes you procrastinate or put off doing what you're supposed to be doing. So something that I found is if I'm not reading other articles, so other health-related articles, that's me procrastinating. Because sometimes I don't have that spark of an idea about what I want to write. So I need to do my research and I need to look at other articles that were posted that are health related, that are things that I feel strongly that I can talk about. If I'm not looking at articles by Tuesday or Wednesday of the week my article's coming out, that's me procrastinating because I'm probably going to do a last minute article at that point. Right. So it's maybe a topic that you're not as informed on or not as interested in as you thought you were initially. And it's maybe time to do a Hail Mary and do a totally different direction with that. Sometimes. Sometimes it's just I don't even have a thought of that article that I need to do. I know it needs to be posted by Sunday and that's in my mind because I just posted an article previous day on the Monday, so I know I need to really figure out what I'm going to do. Sometimes I see something that I want to write about, then I lose motivation, and the value that I feel I can add just isn't strong enough. So then I'll change directions at that point, which I don't think that's procrastination as much as that's, I did my research and I just can't speak about that because it doesn't speak to me, where... If I haven't even read other articles, or if I don't have an idea by Tuesday or Wednesday, that's me procrastinating hardcore because I'm going to have to do a last minute article at that point. If I procrastinate up till Wednesday, I'm probably going to procrastinate up to Friday. And that that's my trigger. I am trying to get better at that. 
But then on the flip side, I also know I write quite well with that deadline looming. So that's something pattern-wise that I've noticed is I almost want to write my article last minute because I can do a five-page article at that point where if I start something on a Monday and I don't finish it until a Friday, I just find that I try to do things too perfect at that point. Well, and that's a good point you bring up too, that your brain is almost showing you the most efficient path to writing that article. If you're struggling to get it done during the week and struggling to get it done, you're just sitting at the keyboard, wasting time, having an inefficient use of time. It's almost like that procrastination is your brain showing you, no, you're meant to do this Friday or Saturday. That's when your brain is sharpest and you're most focused and you get a really efficient use of your time and are able to crank out a really high quality article in less time. And that's when your creative energy is flowing best and gives you a great ultimate product. Yeah, and I used to start them on Mondays and I wouldn't get them done until Friday or Saturday. And then quality wise, I always felt it was lacking. Randomly, this happened where I procrastinated very last minute Saturday, wrote my article probably in three hours and had the video done and everything else done and posted on Sunday, but found that quality wise was actually quite high. So I just stumbled upon this. Then I tried it again to see if it was actually a thing and it worked again. Now that habit's there where I could probably do two articles one day, still the same quality, because as you said, timing wise, creativity wise in that block is just very high. That's, I guess, falls back into procrastination isn't always a bad thing because it can lead to you figuring out like good habits and patterns to help you. What are some tricks and tips and habits you've gotten into to help you avoid procrastinating on those things that can't be put off. Like we said, doing articles or me doing creative writing, those type of things, it's okay. We have a bit of leeway here and there. We found our most creative and our most efficient times to do that. What about things that we can't procrastinate? What are some habits you've gotten into to avoid putting those off? I set myself a deadline. And then once I set that deadline, I tell somebody what that deadline is. So even if it's a self-imposed deadline that you've just pulled out of the air, as long as you're telling someone, that makes it a little bit more concrete for you. And now it's a hard deadline that you have to hit. Yeah. And I tell somebody who's going to hold me to that deadline. So the day or the time or whatever the case is, it reaches that point and that person's reaching out to me saying, hey, is this done? And I know that person's going to reach out to me and ask, which is why I ask that specific person or those specific people and tell them this is my deadline. They're holding me accountable and I don't want to let them down because that's how I personally feel is if I tell somebody I'm going to do something, I feel I am going to let them down if that thing's not done. So just creating someone who will hold you accountable, making a deadline, and then having them hold you to it. So for yourself... Have you learned your triggers, your habits, your patterns, whether they're positive or not positive in regards to procrastinating? Yeah, I definitely find too that I have those times a day, like we talked about in our motivation episode. I have times a day where I know that I'm not going to get anything done after that point. If I have something at work that I really don't want to do, it's best for me just to come in in the morning, first thing, get that done. Make my list the day before, ideally, and I know that that list is there and it's like, okay, I can't put this off five minutes or half an hour or until after lunch. 
because that effectively means it's not going to be done until tomorrow. So I'm really bad for reasoning with myself and it's, oh, okay, well, maybe we can do this later and, and this and that. I know I just need to front load my day get as much of that done as possible. And I tend to batch those things together. If I have two or three unpleasant things I want to do, maybe reaching out to a customer for a customer service issue, those are never fun. Collecting bills that are due, those are never fun. Paying bills, also never fun. So I try and batch those things together, get a bunch of them done at once, and then I have a really good sense of accomplishment after that, as opposed to getting one done, waiting an hour, still having that second and third one looming over me, getting the second one done, waiting an hour, and then it's the end of the day and I finally get around to that last one and I've had a whole day where I have the anxiety of those unpleasant things hanging over top of me. If I can get them all done one after another, then it's a lot easier for me to enjoy my day and just have that weight off my chest and kind of a clear conscience. And I like how you brought that up about batching the difficult tasks together that you know that you usually procrastinate with and getting them done as soon as possible and not procrastinating with them. Because as you said, you feel very successful after you get that done. And if you have three things in your morning that maybe you don't want to do, you get them done, then you have eight more things that are left in your day that are very positive. By the end of the day, when you look back, do you even really remember the first three things? No, they're usually much worse in my brain than they end up in real life. And that's a really big takeaway is that a lot of times these things you think are going to be really painful or really stressful, you're creating anxiety where there really doesn't need to be any and making a mountain out of a molehill and making it so much bigger in your brain than it actually is. Another tactic I use, I don't know how good this one is, if it's a phone call that needs to be made, but it could maybe also be an email. Emails are a lot less stressful because they're very one-sided. You can't get anyone yelling at you. So I'll maybe do an email and then set a reminder on my phone for an hour. Okay, I'm going to email this, this customer, this vendor, whatever it is. And if they don't get back to me by the time my timer goes off, then I have to call them. But maybe this can be resolved in a little more painless manner and they just email me back before the timer's up. It's maybe not always a great tactic. It doesn't always work. As a fallback, I do have that timer set and I can follow up by phone. Sometimes it gets you out of things that are a little more painful. Yeah, and I think setting something up like that, especially through email, because you can figure out exactly what you want to say and you can retype something. You can't re-say something. Absolutely, yeah. So if you send that email, and I like how you set a timer by the time somebody emails you back and if they don't then you're going to make that phone call yeah which i think helps in the fact that you're already successful with that email you feel good about it because you sent it and when you make that phone call that can be something that you bring up anyways saying that hey i sent this email to you were you able to check this right and they'll say yes or no and then you can lead into basically if they say no you can say the points that you said in the email, yeah. which was well thought out. So you already have that going into that phone call. If they say, yeah, I saw the email, then you can just talk more about that and get whatever their response would be through the phone, which they've probably thought about a response already because they looked at your email. I use my phone a lot. I set timers and reminders and alarms all the time throughout the day just to help me get those things that really can't be procrastinated or I know that I'm going to have them on a list and just look at it all day and be like, oh, I'll, I'll do that later. I'll do that later. 
sometimes it just helps having that alarm go off on my phone and it's like okay if you know the day is quiet when that alarm goes off it's a good indicator for me that right on now is the time to do this i can't put it off any longer there's no good excuse to put it off any longer yeah and something that i do i set everything into my google calendar okay so that tells me every single thing that's going on in my day and once that timer goes off whatever i was working on I'm putting a hold on that. And if I need to continue that, I'll set a new calendar reminder either the next day. And if it's stuff that I need to actually actively get done, I have a color coding where it'll say red something I need to get done right now, green something that can be moved off later in the night. And one big thing that I do is I put water. You ever forget to drink water? Nope. Some people do. Okay. <laughs> and I, I do. And I have to put a timer in. I could probably drink more water. Maybe I am forgetting to drink water. More than one cup a day? Is that... <laughs> yeah, some, something like eight or more. Oh, okay. I forget about seven cups a day then. And that's something that happens a lot. So the fact that you put timers is a very good way to help not procrastinate at things. And I use my Google Calendar. And when I worked at the bank before... I used to set up everything in my Outlook calendar when that happened or my Google calendar when it got switched over to that. Okay. And I even put get up, go for a walk, talk with the team, drink water just to make sure that I'm not sitting at my desk all day because you can get so drawn into your work sometimes and trying to successfully get through task after task after task that you lose track of time where if you have a reminder for the little things which... Water is a big thing, but it's also a little thing because you just have it in a cup. Having it in your calendar helps you not procrastinate at actually doing the things that you need to do that you just don't think of. Easy, important things like drinking water. Th that's great too because it's nice to have things on your list that are easy to check off. Sometimes I make a list for the day and one of them is check the mail. It's an easy thing to do, but it feels good to cross something off your list and feel like you can actually be productive. And sometimes it helps spur you on to take a few more things off that list, some of them which are less easy than checking the mail. I also use about a metric ton of post-its over the course of a week, and I tend to put them places that I have to encounter throughout the day. So if I have something that is really important, but I might forget it, and it needs to be done at a certain time in that day on my way home from work or whatever, that's a post-it that goes on my steering wheel. So that when I get in my car, I basically can't go anywhere except read that note first and then continue on for really important stuff on the screen of my phone. So next time I grab my phone, it's like, okay, it's there, do this. Same thing with the alarm panel at the store, whatever. And even if you're going out to events or anything, not procrastinating your workout, put out your clothes. Right, oh yeah, that's a big one. When I started running again, that's something that I had to do because I woke up pretty early to go for a run and it was freezing outside but I put out exactly what I was going to wear so when my alarm went off and I moved my alarm to my table which was across from my bed so I had to get out of bed to shut off my alarm and then I saw my clothes well I didn't see my clothes I kicked over my shoes knowing that I was gonna go that way and then in my brain it's like oh well, I'm already up so and I just kicked my shoes so now I just got to get dressed and I got to get going. Right. So no matter how tired I was, I wasn't going to procrastinate that because I could have slept for another two, three hours and I would have been okay. Right, right. 
But instead, because everything was already ready and I didn't have to make a decision, I just did that. That's a big point too, is removing those small decisions you have to make just to make your end goal a little easier to achieve. Remove all these tiny little obstacles that are just going to get in your way. But laying out your clothes, that's a big one, especially when you're running when it's cold out. I don't want to have to go digging through looking for, you know, thermals and mitts and a hat and everything. If it's all laid out, I'm a lot more likely to run. Yeah, especially if you haven't gone and done it for so long, removing any excuse to do that one thing helps so much because you can be in robot mode and you're going to do it. Yeah. And the same goes if you're setting up meals or anything like that. Do it at a point where you are freshest and ready to go so motivated to do that thing for me i make meals usually on a sunday because i normally don't have anything else going on but i've done my morning workout did an afternoon workout usually got my article posted done ready to go so i've already hammered out quite a few successes at that point so then because my motivation's high and my success meter is quite high at that point that's when you can do meals Right, right. Just a, a repetitive task that sets you up for the week, which is another big one too. Having those meals ready for the week makes it a lot less likely that you're going to not eat them. So you've eliminated one more thing throughout your week. You now don't have to make a decision on what to have for lunch or supper that night. You can just get your ready meal, ready to go, eat that, and then it's easier to do a workout, go for a run, write an article, whatever it is you had planned for later. Yeah, exactly. So removing any excuse to procrastinate is yeah. probably a key thing. That's a big one. And that's that's kind of all about learning your triggers and your habits and your patterns. Learning what things trigger you to procrastinate. Little obstacles are a really huge one for me. Yeah, so anytime you can avoid those, super helpful. Okay, so sometimes with procrastination, I feel there might not be a avoiding stress or anxiety or avoiding pain when it comes to it. Sometimes I feel it's a value add into our lives. Are there any times where the value of whatever idea or project that you were working on would have been better if you scrapped it because you were procrastinating to get something done? Yeah, I think so. I know one thing I'm really bad for is getting really into specific hobbies and I'm really into them for two months and then I really never think about them again. So there's been a few over the years, blacksmithing for example, where I really wanted to get into it. As it turns out, I really like watching blacksmithing YouTube videos. I don't really like blacksmithing. I put off getting all the blacksmithing stuff you need, like a forge and all these different hammers and everything like that. I do have an anvil, but I put off getting all that stuff because there was just something in the back of my mind that was, is there really value in doing this? As it turns out, blacksmithing is really hard. Who knew? And I decided that, yeah, that's not really the way to go for me. So luckily I procrastinated on buying a whole pile of tools that would just clog up my garage and building a really dangerous forge. And I remember you talking in regards to this and you were excited. Oh yeah, I still am really excited by blacksmithing on YouTube, not personally. And now you have a project where you're building a car. Yeah. No procrastination on that. I don't feel because you talked to me about it. Parts you need to get, parts you have gotten, YouTube videos that you've watched. That's something that you didn't procrastinate with. Maybe a bit, I don't know. That's something that you seem super excited about. Value add wise yeah. is a ton. Yeah, it's going a lot better than previous hobbies. 
my main point of procrastination on that one was getting my knowledge base up to par. And once again, YouTube came in really handy for that. So I put off doing too much until I had enough information that I wasn't going to get myself in trouble. But once I got to that point, yeah, it's been going a lot quicker and just a lot more productive of a hobby, getting a lot more done and not just an anvil in the corner of my garage collecting dust. Yeah, and stuff that, I guess, for me, value add-wise, would be certain schooling that I feel I want to get. Right. I still don't have a degree. I've switched three or four degrees so far, and I still haven't landed on something that really hit home with me and that I don't procrastinate in. Right. Yeah. So sometimes procrastination is just the manifestation of your brain telling you, I don't want to do this. And there's a lot of times that that's for good reason. Yeah. And especially what I found out is that the things that I am interested in regarding school isn't the actual degree, it's just the information. Right, yep. In regards to fitness, I'm not super interested in taking bio courses and things like that, even though that's stuff I need to learn about. But there's specific things that I can learn about outside of college or university in regards to certificates and things like that and books that I can read. YouTube videos, all of that stuff, that I can get the information that I want without needing to spend a ton of money, spend a ton of time on courses that maybe I don't want to do, but I feel I have to, and then I procrastinate at doing. It's just not adding enough value where the other way, certificates, all of that stuff, adds value to me because it's very specific to the stuff that I actually want to do. Absolutely, yeah. I think another big thing is a really handy tool for letting your mind tell you what's important is just to use the add to cart tool on online shopping and just let it sit there for a while. Turns out if you procrastinate from buying it, you might eventually find out that you don't actually need that 400 pound anvil and hammer set or whatever it might be. So sometimes you can procrastinate yourself into a financial benefit that way. And that can happen even in schooling stuff. Yeah, same same thing, really. And any fitness programs? Sure, yeah. You can do the same thing with, because if it's there and sitting there and you've read all of the information, whether it's regarding schooling, courses, fitness programs, buying an anvil, yeah. whatever, if it's sitting there, you know what you're thinking about, but you're still like, yeah, do I really need this? If you ever ask yourself that, I feel like it's, probably your brain telling you you don't absolutely yeah i guess value add on that one yeah yeah so i think a big takeaway from this is that procrastination isn't always a bad thing but there are times it can negatively impact your life so it's important to find out most of all why you are procrastinating what your triggers are what your patterns are what your habits are what are you trying to avoid by procrastinating are you just avoiding hard work or are you avoiding stress and anxiety and pain? Yeah. Or buying an anvil. Really relatable. All right. With that, we are going to end episode five of the Connect2 podcast. Thank you for listening and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you.